Welcome to the Truth About Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Ma, and I'm very excited to introduce this next guest. She runs a global coaching company called The Unstoppable Woman, where she helps thousands of women around the world to reach their professional, financial, and personal goals. She's an expert in shifting your mindset to success and loves inspiring others to make the quantum leap in their business and lives. Welcome, Amir Alvarez. How's it going? Thanks it's for being on the show. It's going great. Oh, super excited. Happy to be here, Matthew. Nice. I just talked to you at first too. You're from Northern Carolina. You're in Northern Carolina right now. You actually came from the Bay Area as well, right? I did. I lived in Berkeley, California for over 25 years, uh, San Francisco for a very short period of time. But that whole Bay Area worked in the Silicon Valley, all of that. Nice. And I wanted to ask you, like, how did you create the Unstoppable Woman? And how did you become in start working on like mastering your mindset and creating a business that actually helps people grow your business with glo- uh, becoming a global business coach. How did that all get started? And like, what are you doing there to help people? Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, I would say that I am a typical, ordinary, solidly middle-class person, right? I was brought up with the belief of like, work hard, get good grades in school, go to a good college and get a good job and, and, and do, do your thing in this world. But if you, if you work hard and you're a good person, you know, and you're diligent, you'll have success. And what I found was when I, you know, had a long career in corporate and then I started my own business and it was a, um, an untruth that, uh, if you build it, they will come. You have to learn how to run a business and you have to learn how to do sales and marketing and, you know, program development and systems and leadership and team. And there are all these, these aspects of being in business. And if you, if you only have the tools of work harder, you are not, and be a good person, right? Respect people, work hard, you know, you're not actually going to get ahead. Like I really thought that that was like, if I just kept working hard enough, I would get ahead. And what happened, Matthew was I, in my third year in business, I I was doing pretty well. I was growing successfully, you know, first year in business was 30 K not much for Bay area standards, but 30 K right. I was happy that I had gotten it off the ground. The, the third year in business was 90 K. I felt pretty satisfied with that. That was great. I was, almost at that mythical six figure, like I really wanted it, just missed it. And then my third year in business, I made 138. So that was, what is that? Another 40, 50,000, right? Yeah. So, so not insignificant jumps. So I was doing something right, but I ended up this one night, I was like at the end of the day and my husband called upstairs and was like, Hey baby, you know, dinner's ready. Come on down. And I was like, Oh, thank you so much. I'll be right down. I just need to get one more thing done. 45 minutes later, he's like, I'm starting, you know, <laughs> and he, he didn't guilt me. He didn't shame me or anything. But in my own head, I was like, this is unsustainable. And this is the classic case of the entrepreneur is like, you just, you're going hard and you're just going to keep going like a little rat on the hamster meal or little mouse on the hamster wheel. And I had this wake up moment where I was just like this, this one strategy that I have, well, I had a lot of different tactics, like let's back up, right? I was like throwing spaghetti at the wall, kind of going, (laughs) what's going to work? And I was just doing all the things. And I didn't really have a strategy. I just had hard work as a strategy. And I ended up taking a step back and looking 
at how success happens for people. Because like, what does Richard Branson do? What does Oprah do? What does Beyonce do? Like there are people with the same 24 hours in the day yeah. having different results. So if I'm so smart and like, I'm gonna flip my hair back and talk big about myself, right? What what gives here? And this yeah. is where the inner game comes in. And and I'm happy to share all the things that had to to shift in order for me to to make the income breakthrough that I did, which that year I went from 138 to 700K in one That's year, which is shift. a pretty, yeah, yeah. So making 138 and going to 700K, you know, that doesn't really happen overnight. And the number, the thing you mentioned was is kind of the mindset shift and understanding and you taking self-reflection to really understand like what you're doing, how's it work, how's it comparable, not by people or by competition, but just comparable of what others are, are doing and how are they doing it really well at that level and succeeding, right? So that comes back to talking about like your mindset. Absolutely. They, the successful people look at the world differently. They yeah. have a different perspective. And I had to learn how to look at the world, the opportunities, the experiences, the circumstances that were right in front of me and see them differently. Now, in order to do that, I had to change my own self image. I had to change my own, how I saw my myself, my self image, my identity. When I was able to do that, then I saw myself as being someone who could actually do what I desired to do. Before I did that, I had a very limited perspective on what I thought was possible for myself. Now, let me explain this to your audience and yeah. maybe to you a little bit. I didn't think I had a low self-image. I didn't yeah. think that it was um, that I was lacking confidence, but my results were showing me that I was getting in my own way. My results were saying, you actually haven't done the thing that you want to do. And you can always tell where you are at from a level of awareness and mindset based on the results that you're getting. If, if you're getting the results that you want, then there's nothing that needs to change. Okay. But generally speaking, most people, even me, right? I, I walk the talk still. I have much bigger goals. You know, we're growing as a business, more impact, more, more fun, more love, all of that. And if I'm not there yet, that means that I need to look at how I am seeing myself, who I'm being and change that self image. And it really has to come. It comes down to changing the, the subconscious programming that you have about yourself. I think that's a big deal. And I think many people don't realize it. I think I feel like people are on autopilot. Like I understand there's COVID-19, everything going on. But I think in general life, a lot of people are on autopilot. And that's kind of the way some people are born. They just run on autopilot, kind of like in the matrix, in a sense, right? But really, what happens is if you can actually break through that, and that's hard, to, it's easy to say it. But then I think people just get wound up with I'm busy. I have so many things to do. I'm running my life. I have my kids, family, whatever going on, parents, but it's tough. But once you start realizing, Hey, it, this life is only one, you only have really one life to live. So if you can figure out how to make, make, make a big difference and make an impact and change your mindset first and believe you can do more, because I think all of us actually have the potential to do a lot more and only certain people actually figure it out. They, they can. And once they do, it becomes unstoppable because it's just our own personal limiting belief that's really stopping us from doing anything. Like, I understand you're busy, but what you're doing being busy, is that really important? Could you do something better with your time and efficiency and learn more to be better and do better? 
it's a choice too, but you have to overcome it. I think I would ask you, how do people overcome that? If they so, don't see it too, right? They might not even yeah. see it. So fundamentally, I mean, obviously I'm a mentor, I'm a coach, this is what I do. So I, I am partial to this, but <laughs> I worked with someone who, who had a higher level of awareness than I did, was working at a higher level of experience and could point out to me, because I was in the forest for the trees or in the weeds or however you wanna say that, right? Like I could only, I had blinders on, like a, a horse with blinders on. That's what your your beliefs yeah. do. They, they, they limit your perspective. And when I worked with someone who was outside of me and working at a higher level of experience and had done it before, that person pointed out all the, the alibis, the lies that I was telling myself and explained, actually, it's like this. And because I was so committed to my desire, so committed to wanting to break through, I, I made the decision at the get-go of that coaching experience that I was going to do exactly what he told me. I was going to listen. I was going to be coachable because my way wasn't working. <laughs> I was I was working 12, 14 hour days and hitting an upper limit. And I wasn't, you know, really growing my business and having the 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 energy that I wanted and the self-worth that I wanted and all that. So my way wasn't working. I had to own that first. And then I, I had to work with someone who had a different level of experience and perspective. And then I had to study. Okay. Now this is, this is the part where, where some people like tune out, but this was super important for me. One of the things that I studied was success. How do you create success? And I really looked at the universal laws of success. Now, many people go, that's really woo-woo, Amira. That's like too far out there. Law of attraction, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Okay. I take a different approach. You want to ask me a question about that? No, no, definitely. I want to hear more about it, actually, because it's really okay. true. <laughs> yeah. So I, I studied the seven foundational fundamental laws of success or universal laws, or some people call them natural laws. And they call them natural laws because you can see them in nature. You can see them playing out in nature as, as well as um, in our spiritual life. Like these are spiritual laws and natural laws. They, they, once you understand them, the chaos of life, the confusion of life, the randomness of life goes away and you see the order of things. And so mm -hmm. instead of feeling like life is happening to you, you know exactly how to behave, what actions you can take. And then it becomes great because now you know exactly how to create whatever you want, whenever you want. And that's freedom. Okay. <laughs> that yeah. is like, oh my God, you're, you're no longer like a pinball in a pinball machine. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I think the law of nature really works really well. Even in like my experience, like I was always mentored to coach in my life, especially when I started young in like tech industries when I was 18, I started, but I learned from that fact is really just being open, being coachable and learning from everyone who's helping you because one is they don't, you're not, for example, if I wasn't paying them, but they were actually helping me actively helping me, coaching me, mentoring me and saw me as like a young little brother for them. And I realized too, by just being open and learning, like you're being able to take different people's perspective of life, of business, of the way they do things, and just understand it. You can take it with a grain of salt, but 
by being coachable, what happens is actually you're learning to become at a higher level because you're getting experience passed to you at a quicker rate. So that way you can grow if you choose to. Some people are really not coachable. They don't want to learn anything. They don't want change. I think for me, I see a lot of people don't want change or they, they say they're open, but there's like a mental barrier blocking them. And then they can't get rid of this barrier from them. And once they do, it actually opens up and they go, oh, I didn't even realize there's so much things, especially law of nature. I would say, here's a good example. I've always been like, kind of like my personality has always been just helpful. I don't see anyone as competition. I've just been helping people. And over time, that law of nature actually attracted many people to join our team and grow. And they realized, hey, after six years, 10 years, one year, hey, I actually see what you're doing and I actually want to be a part of it now. I, I'm, I opened up, you know, open to you helping me grow my business. Yeah. And by doing that, six years later, come on, and, and within a year, they quadruple their business. And they're like, I said, what happened? They were just ready, open, willing, and to learn. And then they showed them our 14 years of experience of marketing, sales, and tech. And by that law of attraction, by being open and coachable, their business just quadrupled. 100%. It happens every single time. Yeah. Okay? It's, it's, it's not random. It's not magic. Okay. The, the universe works or life works through law and there there's the law of cause and effect there's the law of relativity there's the law of gender right there are these laws that if you understand them the universe no longer becomes random and one of the things that you're doing there is giving is the first law of receiving i do the same thing but it required me to unlearn that it was a zero-sum game and that i had to be in scarcity and i had to be worried about money and yeah. one of the things that i did early on before I broke through, but I was an unconscious competent about this, was that I tithed to charities 10% of my gross revenue. And at the time I was not, let me just tell you, when I was making 30K a year, I yeah. didn't feel like I had 10% to give to charities. I felt like that that I was, I needed everything for, for um, yeah. our livelihood that actually but means I, more too when you're giving does. when you're starting to give early at an early stage it actually means a lot more than you giving when you're super rich that doesn't really matter as much it helps but doesn't matter as much the effect of it is different yeah and what i had to do was when i was writing that check or you know clicking online to to make the the donation i had to change my energy around it from one of like oh uh oh is this is it all going to run out to I love this. This is this is how it works. I'm I'm not going to be in scarcity. I'm going to be open and trusting. And really, there's a there's a, a aspect of faith that comes in there. And when you own that and you do that on a regular basis, it all comes back to you. Now it's not without putting the causes into effect in your business. Like you have to have a strategy and a plan and marketing, and you have to learn sales. And there are there are things that you need to learn, but it becomes so much easier when you're out of that limited energetic space for sure. I think, yeah, that positive mindset is it's also really attractive because I think when people in other businesses see you doing so well and you're having that mindset and they can just see you glowing, they actually want to help you more. They want to say, hey, mm -hmm. she's like us. We want to help her get to the next level and see what she's doing. And she's creating a good cause benefits uh, to everyone because one is you're creating jobs, you're creating um, donations, you're creating volunteer, you're creating a better environment. So people actually naturally want to be attracted to you to join in on that fun, right? It yeah. It makes a difference. 
And then by 100%. doing that too, that actually helps you expand your business as well as an additional benefit, right? Correct. When Correct. you have a real, a real good mission, people want to be a part of that and join you on your vision and make that believable and become true. And that actually will happen yeah. faster than people think if they actually started that with, with that in mind in the first place. 100%, 100%. You asked me something earlier around why do people say that they want change, but mm -hmm. then don't take the action? Yeah. I think that's a really important thing to investigate because so many people say, oh, I would if X, Y, and Z was in place. Like I would if I had the money, I would if I had the time, I would if I had um, the education or if I wasn't doing X, Y, and Z or taking care of my family or the kids or the, the parents. There's all sorts of reasons why when push comes to shove, they don't take action on what they know would help them. And I think fundamentally this is that they think that if they make a mistake, so if, when you make a decision and you mm -hmm. take action, there's always a risk that it's not gonna work out the way you intended or envisioned, okay? Yeah. And so if you're afraid that you're gonna make a mistake and what the ramifications of those, those mistakes are, you won't allow yourself to gain the experience. And people are fundamentally afraid of making mistakes because when they were very, very young and uh, all the beliefs were being programmed mm -hmm. internally, it, you know, when you made a mistake, the parental units mm -hmm. or the teacher um, tended to not just say, well, that's a mistake. What's the right answer and walk you through it. There was a value judgment around yeah. it. And it made you feel like the love was cut off. You didn't belong your safety and security was at stake because you were wrong. And there's a con conflating of making a mistake and being wrong. And those that's an untruth. It's not true, okay? You can make a mistake and, and not be lesser in value, okay? And that was one of the things I really had to learn. So I think what we do is like, we have to help people unlearn that and break those different kinds of habits and emotional states in life because actually even people's life, you don't know how many people said no to them, how many people failed, how many how many times they get their hands slapped. And that's just self-programming by, by other people and really need to break those barriers and get rid of it because even for my kids, I have two little ones, I learned for myself that I don't tell them no, I tell them how can they do it differently, why that might not have worked that way, why it might not be the best way, but there's other ways to think about it and how that results can affect. But the less I can say no to them, the better it becomes for me, for them, because I'm teaching them there's no right and wrong. It's how do you do things and how do you do it right, you know, ethically and everything and they just being good, a good person, but how do you Think about different ways to do it right there's so many different ways people always say no that's wrong it's not always true there's different ways you figure it out and learn from it that's the challenge I, teaching them how to learn i love it though i love that you have that perspective your kids are going to have such a different experience in life yeah. because of that one sort of framework and paradigm shift that you're you're helping them make so beautiful i love that <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's a lot of fun. And just learning about mindset, I would say in the last year or two, just like starting to learn more about mindset, being open, really creates a different perspective for people. And my challenge to my agents and team is that how do I help them um, break through these barriers? Because for me, I broke through it. I think I broke through it a long time. I actually bought my first investment house when I was 24 in San Francisco. Yeah. And the way I did it, I was like, other people are doing this. Why can't I do it? Yeah, the Bay Area costs a lot. Even when you're 24 years old, the Bay Area costs a lot, okay? How do I do it? I'm like, just start reading and learning. Like, no one's going to hand you money for free. No one's going to teach you for free. 
but there is, for example, there's a lot of books, there's audiobooks, there's YouTube, there's Google. Like who's stopping you from looking, learning and researching and reading everything and asking questions? No one. Mm-hmm. So yeah. why don't you? But the mental barrier is like, I can't do it. No one's going to help me. I'm stuck. I don't have money. And you can't figure it out, right? Like, is that true? No. It's a not at all issue. So how do we get rid of this block in people's mindset? And like, even when I talk to these agents, I see their block in their head. I can look at them and like, dude, you're clouded by all these things. If I can help you get rid of this, you're going to double, triple your business. And we've proven even our, our group of 40, I would say like uh, four to 10 already broke through a lot of it and they double, quadrupled, and even 10 X their business literally. Um, yeah. And it's just because they were open-minded to all these things. Yeah, absolutely. So fundamentally, I think it requires that the person have a goal that they want badly enough. And that is up to them to claim. Now I can help facilitate that. I can say, you know, you can make a million dollars this year. It's gonna take work, but here's how it works. Like I've helped people do that. I've helped people cross the seven figure mark in one year, do more than I did, right? That <laughs> that year, okay? And I'm thrilled to be able to do that because now I understand the methodology to it. But like I can facilitate the possibility, but the individual has to want their goal badly enough. And this requires that that they they either get emotionally attached with the the financial number or what the financial number will mean to them. So some people have like, I want to make a lot of money in real estate or in my business or whatever it is, because then I'll be able to send my kids to college or go on trips or um, make an impact with my church or my charity or whatever it is, right? They have something that the money represents. Some people just have like an income goal and that's, that's enough to get them emotionally involved and some people need to know how that money is going to be spent for them to be emotionally involved with it and that is so key because desire is causative desire calls you forward if you don't have a big enough desire you won't do the things that are scary for you and and you need to be courageous you need to do the the next step sometimes it's picking up the phone Sometimes it's sending the email, sometimes it's um, starting a podcast, whatever it is, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's you, you have to do something that you've never done before. There's a risk to it. And in the beginning, that feels daunting. In order to do the thing that's daunting, you have to mm-hmm. want it badly enough. You, like the desire has to be bigger than the fear. I think most people don't want to say they want that desire or they don't say like why like a lot of people don't figure out the why i, I see it all the time F- figure out your why and you'll succeed everyone says that and like, people just say i'm tired of hearing that why i don't do it but the people actually who sit down and actually think about why they want to do it what they're doing and see that vision like when they feel that energy and they actually focus on the why and figure out what it is like hey i want to have more money for the point of more traveling more education more kids activities and all this costs money right it takes effort so once they figure that out and they start doing it they'll actually make it happen and getting over that fear is the hard part like oh i don't want to change because i'm already settled i like the way i live i make five six digits it's okay right but then if they can figure that out and say hey i'm willing to change i embrace the fear embrace the change then they can make a huge difference in their business and, and personal life but most people don't want to take that fear challenge right Yes. And and that's fundamentally because they haven't, it hasn't been safe for them to claim their desires. Think about when, Mm. when, think about the majority of people. I don't know if this is how Mm. you're raised, you were raised, so I don't want to make an assumption, but what the way I was raised was 
if I wanted something, let's say I fell in love with a new pair of tennis shoes and all the little girls at school had the cute little tennis shoes and I wanted, they were K-Swiss at the time, I'm kind yeah. of dating myself. But, <laughs> um, um, I wanted those white K-Swiss, they were super cute, right? And I asked my parents for them and they negated that. Not because they're bad human beings, yeah. okay? But that wasn't their value system. They were like, oh, we don't need fancy shoes. We're gonna go to the the, cheap store and get you the knockoff brand and blah, 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 blah. But what it made me feel was that I wasn't worth it and that it was wrong to ask for what I wanted. Okay. Yeah. This happens around uh, money and it happens around time also like claiming the time that you desire in your life. Like for instance, when I was a little kid, it was like hustle, hustle, hustle. Let's get out the door. We've got to get to school. Got to do this. Got to do that. Okay. And I wanted to sit around like playing with my toys and painting and, you know, just chilling out. But I'm, but my parents, in order to train me to be a good citizen in the society and show up on time to meetings and things like that, <laughs> you know, taught me that, you know, I had to stop what I was doing. And they did that by cutting off that love. Okay. Like, come on, what are you doing? You know, that, that sort of offhand aggravated moment. And that gets mapped for a little kid as if you want something, it's not safe. You're gonna lose the love, support, security of your parents. So I better not want anything. Do you see how that works? Yeah, it's all ingra ingrained in us and the way we're raised. And what our parents are good parents. It's just the way they, they were born, the way they were raised, and you're raised. But then it's your opportunity to change what you believe in, to change, to make it better, and remap some of that wiring and setups, right? So that way you can focus on how you want to raise, especially yourself, and then also to your future families, right? Correct, 100%. And it's so, like, it's so mind-boggling how... You know, everyone's different, of course, but then the fact that we can, you know, do this and actually make a change and make a difference and it really pays off is like, how do I help everyone do that? Right. Because some people say, yeah, I want it, but they don't do it. Or I don't believe you. That doesn't work. You know, but when you prove it more, over and over, every single person who actually says yes, then slowly people start saying, hey, that actually works. Okay. Let me, I'm ready now. It's just about being ready. Right. Correct. I can't force you, anyone. You can't force anyone. You can, uh, you can open their minds. We do something called the Unstoppable Woman Income Breakthrough Summit. We have the Morning Mindset Club. We have a podcast. These are all things that people can start opening their minds to and learning. And that's a big first step for, for people is to start engaging with this material on a regular basis and changing their perspective on life. That can help them get ready. Okay, that can help them get ready. I think one part to that too is, for example, if you're like a you know, partner, for example, husband and wife, it doesn't matter. So if you have another partner too, they have to be in the same team with you. They have to say, hey, this actually makes sense for you, for me. We, we're both energetic. We're both hardworking. We want to change our mindsets and do better. But if one person is stopping you, it's hard because then you're trying to do it yourself, but you're getting blocked all the time. But you really have to kind of focus and get rid of the negativity and the mindset shift and say, hey, I'm doing this no matter what. Uh, it's going to be better for all of us. And that it's, your, your life can be unstoppable if you choose to be. Absolutely. So here's the other thing. People have different, different amount of risk tolerance. Yeah. Okay. So I was married to a great man. He's still a great man. I'm just not married to him anymore. Mm -hmm. And I was an entrepreneur at heart, even though I hadn't yet built this giant 
you know, company, seven figure company. Mm -hmm. Um, but I had a higher risk tolerance than he did. Now he wasn't completely adverse to, um, starting his own business or anything, but he had a different level of risk tolerance and approach to spending money and spending his time. And so when I started on this journey and I went all in and I, you know, got the mentorship and committed and did all my, all my stuff, right. Then he was uncomfortable with that. And it, because he didn't have the same uh, confidence in himself or quite frankly in me that, that I had in myself and, and my ability to, to break through. And that was a challenge in the beginning. At first he was really not um, supportive of the financial investments that I was making, the time investments that I was making, all of that. But I can tell you that once I started making a significant amount of money, he was totally fine with that. Okay. And, and, and started to get it started to like understand the mindset and the belief structure and the subconscious programming and really diving into that. Cause he was like, wow, she's really changed for the better. This is really working. So if, if you're someone who is, you know, the entrepreneur in the couple and someone else doesn't have as big a risk tolerance. You just have to be sensitive to that, but you can't let that hold you back because that is, that is cutting off your purpose in life. Desire always leads the way. It's always what, what takes us into our next step and allows us to li live out our spiritual DNA, our purpose in life. And if you say no, to your next step because your spouse or your partner or your parents or your brother or your sister doesn't understand and it makes them nervous, you have now cut yourself off from your greatness. And that's your responsibility. And I see that uh, time and time again, I see that. And I'm like, it's so tough because they're stuck in a certain situation. And I understand it is out of love, but other person may just be scared for you and they, they love you, but they are scared for what's going to happen. They don't know, for example, and they don't want you to fail and they don't want you to feel hurt and waste your time. But that's also stopping yourself because if you're taking that limiting the belief and blocking yourself, then how do you actually fulfill your real purpose? Because you can become so much more. And if you know you can, you probably can. You just got to do it. And it is hard to balance that life, especially when you're married or when you have kids and you, you say you're trying to keep your family together and it's hard because like if you block yourself you're going to regret it and that, that regret and desire goes hand in hand and one day hopefully no one explodes out of it into a negative way but it's really a tough mental barrier to kind of work through and shift and also to shift the person's mindset because if one person's an entrepreneur other person's like a corporate worker it's not the same you know totally different. Say, hey you just stay here just do your job just get the hours go home but like the person who has the, the passion desire and the fire in them says i can do way more than this why am i stuck myself in a six digits why i can go to seven when i can build a company build a team and help our family grow better and create generational wealth that's the hard part of it too yeah and, and here's the thing when you start growing when you start making these internal shifts and start recognizing that you know the name of my company is based on this that you you can become unstoppable doesn't mean you don't take rest or sleep or have <laughs> vacations or any of that but it does mean that you can you can recognize the the invisible barriers that are stopping you from growth and move through them faster than you ever thought possible faster than you've ever done before which means you achieve your goals faster than you've ever done before when you start doing that, when you start walking that journey, getting on that path, the, the people in your life are 
forced to recognize that they're not doing that. Maybe not consciously, but the fact that you're doing this makes them uncomfortable, not only because you might get hurt and it's coming from a loving place, but also because it's forcing them to look at whether they're they're living their greatest life, whether they're living up to their potential. And that's very uncomfortable. So instead of looking at that and having a growth mindset and doing the personal work on, on themselves, it's much easier to say, that's crazy what you're doing. Yep. Okay. And, and I get that that's a little bit ungenerous in terms of the perspective, right? Some people are like, is that really what's happening? Is that really what I'm doing? But think about it for yourself. When someone else, maybe you, you, Matthew, you need to go back several years, but think mm -hmm. about before you started really going for things, did you have jealousy of other people? Did you think that, you know, they were crazy for doing mm -hmm. things or making bad decisions or they were, you know, you get the, the thing all the time. You're a workaholic, you're working too hard. Um, I love my business. Yeah. I don't work too hard. I love my business. Right. But, but I had all this judgment in my head about other people. That was me not being willing to look at who I was being in this world and whether I was willing to change and grow. Yeah, I see that as uh, a lot of people say that even when I was growing up too, and my, my parents were luckily, they were entrepreneurs, and they, you know, let me do whatever I wanted in, in a way, right. And I kind of learned myself self learning and going through things. I started working while I was 16, you know, doing normal jobs, but then I just kept working. I regret some parts of it because I'm learning through it, right. But at the same time, by me doing that, I was able to push myself and find good mentors and coaches to help through these processes but there is negativity in between it especially when you start young like i started real estate when i was 24 but when you're young hey you don't have a house for example here's some bleeps hey you don't have a house how are you gonna help me buy a house right or like mm -hmm. oh you're too young you don't understand this you don't have the financials i'm like by the way i actually bought my first house when i was 24. i actually started real estate investing i started learning all this stuff and started studying it and i helped people buy multi-units and buy bigger properties investing show them the numbers how to do it how it makes money how you can grow multi-millions in real estate and people started believing it because you believe in yourself you showed them that you know what you're doing and you're being really providing a lot of value so they knew that i was never selling them i educated them on the assets of real estate how learning from all these sources helps you buy and sell whether you're owning or renting right and just to grow but the limiting the belief of that is like uh people see you like hey you know you look young the, the perception could be that um other things can be for example yourself like how are you pushing through these barriers because the opposite comes into play when everyone's giving you this negativity how are you overcoming those challenges how are you learning to overcome them how does it affect you personally and if you can push through the challenges, then you're succeeding, right? But it's not easy because you're getting the negativity, even family. Why are you doing real estate? Why are you investing? That's risky. You're you're too young. You don't you can't afford that. What happens if it doesn't people don't pay rent? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but why is that stopping us, right? Because it's it's easy to say no, it's easy to stop. It's hard to start and hard to go. Well, here's the thing. When you are young, an infant, to I don't know probably eight, nine, 10, that age, you can't support yourself, okay? You just can't. The, the, you are completely dependent on other people, adults generally, to provide shelter, food, and, and love. If you are thrown out of the tribe, 
If you don't mm, go along with whatever's going on in your family union, then you're going to be like kicked out of the tribe and you <laughs> won't survive. Okay. Yeah. We know that instinctually, this is an animal instinct, just like the, the, you know, calf sucks at the nibble of the, the cow instinctually. We mm -hmm. as humans know this instinctually that if the love is there, we are safe. And really it's really, if the tension is there, we're safe because you've, you've seen, um, people have in, in child abuse situations that becomes safety, even yeah. though the love's not there, it's just any form of attention. We know that we're still going to survive that became survivable to them. But in any case, I am going off on a little bit of a tangent, mm -hmm. but if, if you think that your survival is based on staying in the tribe, which means pleasing other people. Yep. Okay, then you'll always keep yourself small. Now, this worked as a strategy when you were six months old, three years old, seven years old. It worked as a this was exactly what you needed to do. Now you are 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, and yet you're still being run by the program that created got created when you needed other people to survive. Now we still, here's the thing, Matthew, we still need other people to survive, right? Like it, it, you need clients, you need friends, you need lovers, you need other people, but you don't need one particular person. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And th that's a harsh thing. I know people love their husbands and wives and all of that. I'm not negating <laughs> love. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But if you think you need one client and that client alone, for your survival, then you won't be able to be truthful in a sales conversation. You'll always feel like you have to jump through hoops, like that you have to manipulate the situation or that you can't say the full truth because God forbid they don't like it and they reject you. Okay. And that's what everyone's fear is about. And yet it's based on an old paradigm that is outdated. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Exactly. And I think one thing we talked about earlier too is the fact that, you know, surrounding yourself with people actually does matter and surrounding yourself with good, good mindset people who have the ability to stay, help you grow. Right. And even for us too, like our culture is that we embrace fear and change. We want to help you. We want you to be open-minded. Tell us everything that you're feared of, uh, that you you want to change. And there's no negativity. We actually give really positive criticism to help them get through all these barriers and then the people who actually open up and start talking about it are the ones succeeding and the ones who are not we're trying to break through those barriers for them and say hey really just try these things i'm gonna keep pushing you every single week until you're open up and talk about these things and even friends and other companies we're talking and having a lot of good conversations then they're like damn thank you for helping me even though i'm in a different company you're changing my business and practice and the mindset yeah. is really it's fun because you know that we just love everyone and by doing that it comes back around people actually embrace that and like hey i want to be a part of that why am i stuck in an area where the mindset is small my company doesn't it's competitive everyone is in it for each it themselves rather than being a, like a global community where we're all helping everyone to grow because there's no competition it's basically how can we help everyone grow to the highest level that's it 100 <laughs> percent. when you when you stop go, thinking that it's a zero-sum game that it's a limited universe a limited pie you recognize that you can you create money okay you can expand the amount of money in this world by how you're being in this world. So think about it. There's more money in circulation now than there's ever been before. 
Yeah. Okay. Think about like how much money in the time of Cleopatra versus how much money in the the Renaissance versus how much money at the turn of the 19th, 20th century, right? Like it, the amount of money in circulation has is growing year by year by year. It's not shrinking, it's growing. And why is it growing? It's because we create more value in this world. We create more opportunity in this world. So there's, and, and you get paid according to the value that you create, okay? And so if you wanna make more money, you gotta create more value. The rub is that it doesn't have to take more work. It doesn't mean that it doesn't take any work or that diligence and effort is not a part of the the the, the package, the, the causes that you have to put into effect. They absolutely is. But you can also create value in lots of other ways that are um, not monkeys on your back kind of experiences. So let's talk about the mindset because you actually help coach so many different people in different types of industries. What's the first thing that you see? Like, what's the challenge that people have? And like, how do you slowly help them break through all these barriers to actually succeed to like a seven level uh, business? Yeah. So fundamentally, I, you know, when I'm looking at a strategic plan for someone and I'm, I'm looking at their business, what they want um, and where they want to go. I'm looking at a number of things. I want to see what their goal is. What do they really desire? Sometimes that's a, in a fog and we have to do a little bit of digging in there, but like, what is, what do they really want? And what does that mean to them? Where are they now? And what's stopping them from getting to that next level? I want to really identify what those blocks are for them. And once you see it, you can't unsee it. And oftentimes these are blind spots for people. They, they remember we started this conversation off saying like you're, you're in the weeds and you can only see like the blinders on like this, right? Where there's this world out here. And I need to, I have to see what are these blind spots that are limiting the person's perspective and, and ability to see all the opportunities that are here and are here right now. So I'm too busy. I don't have time. I have kids. I have family. I have responsibilities. I don't make enough money. I have a full-time job. Uh, what else? I don't know how to organize. I don't. I can't delegate because I do it better than everyone else. What yep. else do you see? You know, all like all of that. Oh my God! There's so many, right? So many, <laughs> and and they all seem reasonable to the person who's saying it. When you say these things, your subconscious is not going to get you to stop called the subconscious sabotage, okay? It, your subconscious mind is not gonna get you to stop with anything that you don't believe is true. It's, it's gonna use the very practical, reasonable, rational um, alibi, if you will, for yeah. stopping that you agree with. I have kids, my kids come first. Okay, that's yeah. great. There are a lot of people with kids, with kids that come first. What if you, worked from the time you drop them off at school to the time you pick them up and you're just focused during that time. That's, mm -hmm. you know, like be mom from this time or dad from this time to this time, right? There's also, anyways, we could, we could work with every excuse, but the thing that you need to know is the reason you're saying you can't do it is something that you'll agree with, which is, it can be a very closed loop. How can you, how can you see that that's an excuse and not a reasonable way for it. And the way we touched on this already, the way to know this is, are you getting the results that you want? 
And most people say, not exactly, probably not, because so many people could do so much more. And yeah, the closed loop system of yourself giving yourself self-doubt. And that's why people talk about affirmations and some people say affirmations, whatever, right? What does that mean? Does it really work? You know, it's a waste of time, right? But that is basically programming your, your mind to have a belief and to really make it come true. And by doing that over time, you're creating a new programming repetition that it will come true if you do it, right? And that's Absolutely. Hard. That's hard so because people say I don't have time <laughs> to think about it. <laughs> that's the that's the excuse though. That's the rational yeah. rational reason why you can't do it. But it's not. It's just an old program that's being that's running, and you have to change that subconscious program, that subconscious belief, so that you can do it differently. One of the things that I really work on when when I use affirmations is that I contextualize them with people's goals. And one of the things we, we have a program called the spirit of wealth. It's a mastermind masterclass teaching on this stuff. And we go through a whole process of identifying your, your goals and, and understanding what your 30, 60, 90 day goals are from your big goals and what kind of habits you need to put into place to achieve those goals. And then what kind of beliefs you need to support those habits it's from there that you create the affirmation it it, it it has to be connected all along the way so that you're not just um randomly saying things right it has to be part of a bigger picture and of course in the beginning it doesn't feel true at all it feels like you're lying to yourself but exactly. you're not and I think too, like, you know, the 30, 60, 90, actually, it really works. And I think one thing is just getting the people to realize this, to sit down take the time and to write it down because most people don't have the, they don't put the time in to actually plan it out, write it down, talk about it and think about it. And the more you think about it, the more it will become true that, Hey, you can open yourself back up because most people are just kind of closed in right now. But if they open themselves back up to what could be a possibility and by coming to you and talking about this openly, they're already saying, yes, I'm really to be open to do it. And you're right. When you start programming yourself and to lay this out, and we even talk about it in our team, we talk about this stuff all the time. Like, how do you get there? And it really happens. But I tell them this, you, you know, you joined us for a reason. Here's what we're, here's how we do it. And by just believe, because people get frustrated. Like they're frustrated of all the changes that's happening, but like, just believe, know and trust that we love you. We're here to help you. And when you get through this at the other side of it, you're going to be way better off in the people who do it, embrace it, do it. But the problem is the people who don't still won't do it. Yeah. So, so here's the thing as, as a mentor, as a coach, your job is to help the people who want to be helped. Mm -hmm. Okay. Your job cannot be to execute for them. Yeah. Okay? If, if, if they aren't doing the work, but they come to the next coaching call and saying, I'm getting in my own way help me figure out why I'm getting in my own way. That's a coachable person, okay? The person who says, I'm getting in my own way, I, I, I committed to this and now I'm, I'm a bad human being because I haven't done the work, I might as well quit, you know, um, all this stuff is in my way and, and they drop off and they, they, they don't do the work or they don't even step into doing the work with you. That's someone who doesn't yet want it badly enough. Okay. And, and quite frankly, they're not coachable, but that doesn't mean they're never going to be coachable. And I'm sure that's part of how you show up in this world. That's how I show up in this world, which is I, you know, I do a huge number of um, 
free teachings out there. My podcast is full of coaching calls that people can listen into, or um, we just released the scale plan today. Like there's all these different things that, you know, we give people so that they can get to a level of being ready to be coached, whether it's in real estate or in any other field. It's super important to, to like, if, if you're recognizing yourself in any of these excuses and you're like, yep, that's me. I've done that before. I don't want to be that person anymore, but I'm not there yet. Like, I don't know how to pull the trigger on taking the next step. The, the thing is that you need to immerse yourself in the study of changing who you're being and your, your, your perspective on life. Listen to Matthew, go check out our podcast, you know, like figure out how you're going to adjust your your mind and don't give up on yourself but get yourself to a place where you've heard this enough times that you start calling yourself out on the kinds of decisions you're making for yourself and you you start making more po powerful decisions for yourself yeah. i completely agree i think too uh, you mentioned at first you know like listening to podcasts is actually really good so they should be listening to the unstoppable podcast they should be listening to my podcast truth about real estate and really what happens is when you're listening you say it's just like it's slowly ingraining yourself to become open to become coachable and to be ready when you're ready but by listening mm -hmm. to all these episodes what you hear is just other people's life the history what's going on and you start to feel like hey i can do this too why am i holding myself back and even for me i used to like sneak in and like listen to as many podcasts if i'm going driving i'm not listening to radio i'm listening to podcasts and i'm just trying to enhance myself in health mental uh, whatever it may be in learning and then it, it just gets you better day too like why spend time doing nothing or doing something like you know that's not valuable to your your life right and that makes a big difference but even for me when i tell people hey listen to all these podcasts most of them don't listen to any podcast i'm like why what are you doing i'm just driving okay and that's it yeah <laughs> you know it's it's fascinating and you know i run into people all the time and and they ask me well how did you do this and you know and i share away yeah and i just had um you know a, a landscaper yeah, uh, he's he's a lawn guy, right? He mows the lawn and does, you know, weeding and stuff. And he's trying to get his business off the ground. And he's working really hard. And I started talking to him about it. And I gave him a book. And I said, go listen to this podcast and start doing this and this and this. Because there's a method to how successful people become successful. It's not random it's not luck we do not live in a random universe they've put themselves in the way of opportunity and they've taken advantage of it and and in by making powerful decisions for themselves and you know i checked in with him the next time and the next time and i've stopped asking because he hasn't read the book yet you know okay. he hasn't he hasn't done it but he needs you know that is a framework that he's in he will eventually get there if he keeps making incremental steps is it true that right now he's in a self-sabotaging place could he go faster absolutely mm -hmm. okay but that's where he is right now and and if if you're recognizing this if you're listening and recognizing this in yourself just ask yourself what could i do differently right now like what's one incremental step that i could do differently okay maybe i'm not going to listen to podcasts in the car but i'm going to listen to them when i make dinner or maybe i'm going to spend five minutes every morning listening to the morning mindset club right that's my one thing like pick your one incremental step and keep that going and then speed that up as you grow right you can do more and and you can become 
someone who has a success mindset. Completely agree with that. And I, even um, before we wrap up the show, I actually want to go through a couple of things. Like, what are the, some of the strategies when you start talking to a new client? Like, what are the strategies that you're kind of embracing and telling them to get started? Like, once you figure out what their why is, what they want to do, like, what strategies do you kind of walk people through so they can get started? Yeah. So fundamentally, like on a tactical side, not on yeah. a mindset side. So, okay. On a tactical side, I look at, you know, where they want to be, where they are now, and what's the gap that we have to, to, to bridge, if you will. That is a math equation. Do not make this more complicated than it is. People get really emotionally involved with it in a negative way. Like that's too hard. That's going to be impossible. I'm going to have to, you know, upturn my life. Let's first look at the math equation. Okay. And making money is mathematically easy. It's not complicated. You either need to raise your prices, sell more quantity, okay, or add a new channel of income. Those are the three ways that you can make additional revenue, increase your cash flow in your business. And you could do a combination of those three things, but you really have to look at what you're doing. So if you're in real estate, are you going to add new? you know, income properties. Okay. That's a quantity thing. If you already have those, if you, if you've just been, um, buying and flipping, for instance, then adding rental properties, that's an additional channel of income. Okay. So you have to look at what strategies work with, within that business, within this framework. And I always do the math with people. I always do a spreadsheet with them and I help them see that it's a, a very simple math equation. And then we have to look at time, the person's time as a factor in that equation as well. That's a very important point. Part. I think a lot, a lot of people who run um, businesses too, like not all of them, especially in real estate, I don't see like, you know, really no one has taught in real estate. I think real estate is kind of old school in a sense that they're not like corporate corporations. And I get it. Everyone's an individual startup. You're basically on your own. And that's the hard part about it. But like, if you can actually create curriculums, create teaching, mentorship and programs, some people do, but like really getting people to understand their financials, understanding the numbers, understanding the different pillars to run your business. Then you can start opening up and becoming more successful. Say, Hey, dollar number, I'm making six digits. I want to get to seven. How are you doing that? What pillars are you adding? Um, such as you, the ones you mentioned and more like, how do I grow a team? How do I grow my sales? How do I grow to different locations. There's so many different opportunities to do it or how do I do different lead generations? So many different ones, but which ones are you choosing? But if you don't sit there and actually look at it and plan it and calculate it, you don't know, right? And you get stuck in that limiting belief like I can't do all this, I'm busy. And you're gonna stay at the dollar amount you're at. But if you wanna get to seven digits, then you really have to sit there and think about it. And I talk to people, how are you gonna scale your business 10 times? Like, what are you doing? Can you your business sustain growing 10 times faster? Most people yeah. know because they haven't sat down and think about it or talk to anyone and planned it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So once you have that math equation and you can kind of see, this is where I'm going, then you have a GPS, right? Then you have a goal, you have a, a the, the framework of a plan, and then you can start thinking, okay, what kind of leads do I need? What kind of team do I need? What, what kind of sales do I need? What are the things that need to come into play? And your, your mind will go into idea generation. Okay. And then it's up to you, or if you're working with a mentor who's done it before, it's, it, it shortcuts it to order the steps and start executing on them as quickly as you can. And, and that's a challenge for people as well as how quickly can they make decisions and, and execute. That's a big thing that I teach my clients is be, be a quick decider. Yeah. yeah I think it's, it's all about execution and trying and 
failing, you're not failing, you're learning. So every failure I take is a learning experience, right? Just try to learn faster, try to learn cheaper and do it better and ask people at first, so you can kind of understand their different responses. But at the same time, the more, the faster you fail, the faster you're, you're going to get to the top as well, right? You can learn a lot through it, hopefully not a lot of pain, but you can get there. And I think one thing too, is that, you know, in real estate wise, there's a lot of um, different perceptions of real estate like hey this is a man driven business industry masculine business or else it's like, actually it's not because if you look at the results on realtors there's actually a, a predominantly uh, run by a lot of women out there too mm -hmm. so you know even for you the unstoppable woman how do we help uh especially women in real estate space because you know there's so many different things and variables of real estate like hey you're good looking or you're not you're old you're tall you're whatever you sound whatever you're different races it doesn't matter but how do we help people empower themselves to run a more successful business get rid of all these different judgmental parts of real estate and you know keep everyone safe and to really grow a, a really good sustainable business for their family and life yeah absolutely so i think for women it's and, and for men as well, mm -hmm. but I work with women yeah. primarily, um, is, is really looking at the self-worth piece, okay? You can be any shape and size, tall, short, doesn't big, matter. skinny, yeah. doesn't matter, any ethnicity, yeah. right? Yep. Um, any age, whatever. If you own your worth, meaning your value in this world, your unique value in this world, you will be able to grow your your company, your portfolio, your clientele, and be extraordinarily successful. And many women, again, men have this too, but I'm mm -hmm. speaking directly to your question about women, exactly. is that is that they, they have a self-worth issue and it comes out, they might not see it that way, but it comes out in the self-limiting thoughts. I can't do that because this, yeah. or with when they're growing their team, I can't ask for what I want because I'm not worth it. it it's this weird um, subtext to what's going on there. Yeah, I think there is because, for example, like I would say, you know, some women, a lot of friends of mine, they, hey, you can get judged in both ways. You get judged by men, you get judged by women. You're trying to do this, you're trying to stand out. People don't like that when you stand out and you're becoming stronger, better. You're not competing, but then they they feel that and then they sense that and then it goes upon themselves to kind of start limiting their beliefs again. Yeah, yeah, and this is going back to what we were talking about earlier. You you can't do it for other people, okay? And yeah. that in and of itself is a self-worth issue, right? If you think your worth is dependent on what other people think about you, okay, then you have given away all your power. Exactly. That's not where your worth comes from. Yeah, I think like Gary Vaynerchuk, he talks about in his social media that, you know, like, you know, F everyone else, what they think, it doesn't matter. You just do what you do, learn what you want to learn and believe in it and just go all out and just do it, right? And people who want to be surrounded by you will be surrounded by you and all the negative people will slowly drop away and hopefully you can get rid of all the bad stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, that's such an interesting discernment piece because I don't disagree with that. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, it, it does depend who you're listening to. Like if you have clients who want to grow their real estate business, they need to be listening to you. You know how to do this. They mm -hmm. don't need to be listening to that person on Instagram who's a troll, okay? And like, or or someone at their work who doesn't have big aspirations. They need to be like, there's a discernment piece. If you wanna learn social media marketing, listen to Gary Vanderchuk, 
Okay. He knows how to do that. Right. If you want to learn real estate marketing, social media marketing for real estate, listen to Matthew. Right. If you want to bust through your limiting beliefs that are keeping you from achieving your goals faster than you ever thought possible, listen to me. Right. Like, right. Like, yeah. like figure out if figure out who's done what you want to do and go learn from them, listen to them and, and like put the, the earmuffs on for everyone else. Exactly. I think that's one of the best points too. Like, uh, like Robert Kiyosaki, right? He's, he's, he's basically done a lot and he's taught a lot and everyone has, mostly everyone has read his books, watched his videos and everything mm -hmm. and follow that path. Like why reinvent the wheel and redo these things and listen to people who have never done it and taking in their, all their fears and changes, right? It just do what people have done. Like you just mentioned, listen to everyone who's been there and who's trying to help you get there too. They're trying to help you. These people are providing massive value. Take it and learn and ask questions and help other people go with you up there. <laughs> yep. hundred percent. Okay. Yep. Before we wrap up the show, is there anything else you want to let the audience know about like what they, some steps for 2021? I know everyone had a bad year. Some people had bad years, but like, how do we help end 2021 successfully for them? What can they do now to change the next six months, seven months before the end of the year is up? Well, let's play off of what we were just talking about there. Get help. It's, it's not a shortcut, meaning you you can skip steps or you don't have to do the work, but getting help mm -hmm. allows you to move through your blocks to knowledge and your mindset so much quicker, and you'll be able to achieve your goals so much faster. So when, and when you do that, you'll be in momentum, you'll feel better and you'll start seeing more opportunities to be able to take advantage of. So that's, that's what I would give people like immediately that 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 would super duper help them and again there's paid help right and then there's free help there's tons of free help out there so so take advantage of you know i i'm i'm i i know the power of investing in yourself like that's a self-worth piece it, it it's like saying i'm worth it i'm committed to my life my dreams my goals and there's something about making an investment that does that but if you're not ready for that yet don't don't shut off the help. Go find the the podcasts, the the free trainings, all of those things, and and really, you know, be unstoppable around your your growth, your own personal growth. Perfect. So let's wrap up the show. And how do people reach out to you? What where's the podcast? What's your books you have? And let us know everything about us. Okay, fantastic. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Go for it. So, okay. So the best place to find me is on our website, theunstoppablewoman.com. So it's the, theunstoppablewoman.com. And we have a free stuff page. So if you go to theunstoppablewoman.com forward slash free stuff, we have tons of stuff there. We have the uh, morning mindset club, which is a, it, we should be charging multiple thousands of dollars for it. It's a, it's a whole program, but it's free guys. It's a whole program that comes with an audio training every morning. Um, it, it shows you like, uh, it gives you a journal prompt if you want to do that. And then we have a lock in the learning quiz so that you're really getting this stuff in your system every day. So that's a great place to find us and to, to engage with this material. And then the Unstoppable Woman podcast on all uh, podcast channels. Um, we put out free content all the time. We just dropped something called the scale plan, which takes you through, you know, how to scale your business, what the steps are. And there's, there's, uh, it's a 
PDF worksheet and an audio training. There's lots of good stuff around that. And then we have a Facebook group called Be Unstoppable. And if you're a woman, sorry guys, but if you're a woman, um, uh, please join us there. So you can just look up Be Unstoppable or you can look up my name and um, ask to, to join. And we have lots of free resources in there as well and a great group of women um, that are, are really going for more and are at all different levels, right? Some people are still in a, a corporate job and doing a side hustle. I've worked with many corporate women as well, guys, like, and, and gotten them, you know, into multiple high set six figures. So, nice. you know, it works in both ways. Um, and then people who have already crossed the six figure and seven figure mark because they want more. So really don't, don't limit yourself and say, you're not ready. You're, you, you are ready when you take that step. So you're ready. You're ready now. Let's, let's do, let's do this. Right. Let's all get there right now. It's, it's time. Like, what are you waiting for? Yeah, exactly. hundred percent. Perfect. Thank you guys so much for being on our show. Uh, thank you, Mira, for being on our show, the unstoppable woman. Check us out at the truth about real estate podcast on matthewma.com and on Apple and all the other streaming stations and on YouTube. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Have a great day. Bye.